Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Checking in with our ethanol industries, the price of commodities is top of mind for them because it determines what farmers will put into the ground. Right now, corn prices look good, which make it easy for ethanol producers like Marquis Ethanol to purchase corn. Roland Koenig is the commodities manager at Marquis. He explains more. Well, right now for us, it's more to do with the, the price of commodities and the farmer's action, you know, interaction. They're really excited about the, the values of the cash. Corn here, roughly $6 a bushel. And so that, that's making it a lot easier for us to buy corn. And, uh, of course, their fear is a high fertilizer prices and such. And so they're still a lot more enthusiastic about the upcoming year with the higher cash prices even out to next year. So we see that as a plus. The farmers are more engaged than they have been. I mean, they always have to sell their crop, whether the price is $3 or $6, but it makes it a lot easier for them right now. Yeah, well, and new crop corn isn't looking too favorable. Um, does that ever make you guys nervous that maybe there won't be that supply there? Well, in talking to the growers, you know, there was talk of, you know, oh, we're going to plant all beans, but that's not true. In general, most guys are going to be rotating like normal. So the corn will be there. And even when the corn is short, you can always buy the corn. It's just a matter of what you want to pay for it. You can rail it in if you like, which is usually our last option because it's more expensive. And it all comes back down to the margins. And so you can always buy the corn, I guess. So it's not really a concern, but it's a concern from the bottom line. How is getting transportation right now? I mean, everyone seems to be struggling with our domestic transportation infrastructure here in the U.S., during labor shortages. For us, we're not seeing that as an issue, but for the suppliers, we know they're short drivers. You know, they've, if they've got 20 trucks, they might have 10 sitting without drivers, so it's a struggle for them. So they just sell according to what they're capable of delivering. But we don't own any trucks, so that's a good thing. And so, and still the farmers are delivering a lot of their own, and farmers, they didn't take a COVID break, if you will. They're still working every day. And so it hasn't been a problem for us. Well, they didn't take a COVID break. People driving did. And we know that ethanol demand kind of got into a slump there during the pandemic. Has that rebounded? Yeah, so the ethanol demand is was good. It has slowed down now. But I guess on the transportation, again, getting rid of the product has been an issue, you know, as far as the rail service or trucks to get it out. So it does cause a little backlog of inventory. Uh, it hasn't slowed us down enough where we had to slow down production. But we know it has happened in the industry, so it is, it's out there. We see it, but so far, for the most part, it's been okay. We have seen the effects of it a little bit on our uh, products that we need to support the ethanol, for instance, the enzymes and that type of thing. Deliveries might be delayed two weeks, so we have seen it in that regard. Any other ingredients for ethanol that have been hard to get because of supply chain disruption? Yeah, there's other ingredients that go along with that, some nitrogen products. But the, the enzymes and, and different bacterial or yeasts, anything that comes on a truck, it has been impacted. So rather than waiting you know, two weeks to order ahead, you order a month ahead or two months ahead. So I've heard the guys talk about that as well. Now, ethanol production uh, also includes two uh, valuable byproducts. One is dried distiller grains uh, for cattle feed, the other being CO2. Let's start with DDGs. How are things looking on that front in terms of demand, exports, production? 
The band's been really good. Of course, the price of distillers pretty much follows the soybean market, and that's uh, near record highs right now, so we've seen that, but the sales haven't fallen off. Um, export is probably, I'm just swinging here, maybe 60% of our products exported. The rest is domestic, and that market hasn't really slowed down at all. I'll add to it also corn oil is one of the co-products, and that, that's huge. And with the, re- the renewable diesel markets coming on, um, that market has just exploded in the last year. And so that's really been an asset. As far as the CO2, I can't really speak to that. Our uh, mothership plant down in Hennepin, Illinois, uh, they may know more about that. But as far as our plant, all we're doing is uh, cleaning the CO2 out of the stack. So, you know, no pollution that way. But we're not harvesting at this point at our plant. Well, I guess good news then. If you're seeing, if you are making an abundance of corn oils on the market, good supply of DDGs. Well, a real good supply uh, and the market seems to like it. It's good quality, high protein, high fat. And so we haven't had any issues with any of that. And like I said, the corn oil has really been taken off, and that that helps diversify our markets. We're not just relying solely on the ethanol for income source. So it kind of diversifies all our income sources. Well, it sounds like good news overall. Any obstacles that you guys think you're about to face in 2022, whether that be with because of international tensions or relationships or other? That's always an unknown. You know, it's a wild card. China's a big player when it comes to agriculture, and they're in and they're out. Uh, currently, they're kind of halfway, so that that's helping us. One thing we are going to struggle with, and we have been, just like we mentioned before, is employment as far as employees. You know, it seems to be... Uh, they get a couple in the door and one walks out or or they get counter-offered for a, a higher paying job the previous boss might call them back so we are seeing some of that at our plant back to international markets do most of your exports go to china no china's one of the big players but like singapore um in brazil and those countries there's a dozen countries that we export to the different products and it's kind of outside my wheelhouse most of that's done out of our, our home office um, but I know that we've got offices in Singapore, and so they, they kind of are the middleman for those trades. So they they handle all of that. Any policy you guys are watching? Um, anything maybe to make running business easier? Well, I know one of the policies big time on is the carbon sequestration. You know, that that's on the forefront here to be carbon neutral. So them, I know they're looking at things like that. Um, then, of course, the EV market is picking up electric vehicles. And so we want to work alongside that because right now we have ethanol is clean, renewable, and domestic. And so we already have a clean product in place. And rather than reinvent the wheel with some other type of vehicles, um, we think we would work alongside that uh, forefront and be co-workers, I guess, in that uh, renewable energy side. Yeah, I mean, does that include talking to gas stations? Yeah, so it seems to be more popular. It's like E30 or E15. They're more compatible with all the engines, and so that that's huge. And so there are some market serials you'll hear of unleaded 88, which is 15%. So that's been branded. So that's really helped out a lot. And if we could get that rate higher or more available, I think that'd be great because that can be burned almost every vehicle that's on the road today. 85 is a little more limiting to certain flex fuel vehicles. And so these other fuels at the lower blends are a better choice for the consumer. It's less cost per mile per gallon to drive, and it's clean. What are the biggest questions you're getting today from farmers? How high will the price of corn go? That's a, that's typical. And so you know, call me when it gets to $7 or $8. But in general, um, 
the other thing is they're concerned about the high uh, nutrient costs, higher fertilizer costs, because it's doubled from last year. So that's on the radar. But right now, they, they seem to have gotten past that with the $6 corn. They know they can justify the higher costs. Now they just hope for good weather, for a good yield for next year, so they can be profitable again. Roland Koenig is the commodity manager at Marquis Ethanol. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.